The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. Where do we go from here? There is now what seems to be countless problems in America and around the world. Russia has invaded Ukraine and tensions are high. Will China be looking to take over Taiwan? What does all of this mean from a financial perspective? I've gotten a few emails on my thoughts of what is going on in the world with recent events. No matter what your politics are or your beliefs on what to do about all the issues that are piling up, the question now is where do we go from here? Stick around for today's podcast episode as I talk about my thoughts on the current world events and how real changes need to be made going forward. Today's podcast episode, I wanted to address the current events that are occurring around the world because I did get some questions on my thoughts on things, not only from a financial perspective, but also what needs to be done going forward with everything that is occurring, because there are some real problems, especially if in America, we're trying to look out for ourselves and improve our lives. Right now with the tensions with the Russia and Ukraine invasion, there seems to be a lot of thoughts on what exactly needs to be done. And I did a podcast not too long ago on how you can't believe the news media these days. And it doesn't really matter what side of the political aisle you're on. And as I've watched events unfold, it it really, it doesn't surprise me, but it, it is still kind of surprising on how the news media tries to spin things to either their advantage or when Washington gets on the news, how they try to put things to their advantage. Because realistically, it doesn't matter if you watch Fox News, CNN, ABC, CBS, whatever news channel you're watching, the likelihood of getting the exact story on how the way things are is is simply not going to happen. This is particularly the case when Washington comes forward and it gives their analysis and what they're going to do to improve things. Again, it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you sit on. A lot of the things that have come up in the last few years is, you know, are you uh, are you for Biden? Are you for Trump? And honestly, I've said in recent podcasts, they both really suck from from just different different angles. Neither one of them is great. And as far as presidential elections go, it hasn't ever been for quite a while now on voting for the best candidate. It's been vote for the candidate that you think is actually going to suck the, the least. It doesn't matter if you voted for, for Biden or for Trump because... Honestly, what is going on around the world is something much bigger. And it always kind of gets to me how people 
spin things to their own advantage, especially people in Washington, and they've been doing it for quite a long time. My thoughts on the Russia and Ukraine things that are, that are going on there is, look, I feel bad for people in Ukraine, and I also feel bad for a lot of people in Russia because their economy is going to be destroyed. And it doesn't really matter if you're living in Russia, whether you agree with Putin's invasion of Ukraine or you don't. If you're an everyday person in Russia, your life is going to be affected greatly from what's going on. And this all stems from basically a man in power that is more than likely looking out for his own interests and his own kind of narcissistic behavior on what he wants to do. It's not really looking out for the people that he is supposedly representing because he probably never has really looked out for them. But this is a clear indication that the man is definitely out for what he wants to do. Now, I will say that really is no different than a lot of people here in America in Washington, because a lot of those people are doing the same thing. They're looking out for their own interests, whether that be political or financial. A One of the most recent kind of speeches or, or talking points when the president came out and he tried to basically spin things a little bit on the political side saying, oh, well, you know, we stand up for the little guys around the world and we stand up for democracy. And that's why we're doing what we're doing right now with Ukraine and we're supporting them. Well, I have a little issue with some of that because honestly, Ukraine is, you know, they're considered a democracy, but are they really a, a democracy, so to speak? Are we really standing up for the little guy? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't help, but the way Washington is spinning it is they're doing good. We're doing good as Americans to help people around the world. And they're not doing it just to do good. There's other angles there that Washington has than other than just doing good. Now, I, I pulled the, the clip here because I, I I just want you, if you haven't heard this, just listen to this quick and then I'll talk about it real quick. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me. But this aggression cannot go unanswered. If it did, the consequences for America would be much worse. America stands up to bullies. We stand up for freedom. This is who we are. I know this is hard, and I know Americans are hurting, and I will do everything I can. That, to, to help, that statement is, is not telling the truth, because he's going to look out for his own interests. And his own interests are from a political perspective. It shouldn't be a surprise that the president we have right now, he's a career politician. And that is his job. His job has really not been to look out for the American people that he knows are hurting. 
because when it comes down to it, he's it's not going to hurt him to pay $7 a gallon for gasoline. And it's easy to preach certain things when you're not going to be affected. The real problem here is the angle that Washington is trying to play that we're Americans and this is what we do. We stick up for people. So we may have to suffer a little bit, but he's going to do everything he can to help, which I guess we'll really wait and see because a lot of the news is what you're seeing is America needs to turn back on the energy production. And part of this that really bothers me here is it's so true because we wouldn't be in the situation we're in with a lot of places around the world if we didn't have to depend on our energy production and specifically oil from other places around the world. Now, I'm all for saving the environment. I'm all for cleaner energy, but it's not something you can do overnight. And it's particularly not something you can do when you're trying to help the people that you are supposedly leading. So we'll see what happens here, but Joe Biden has made a deal to basically get in the White House and represent the people that want the clean energy. There's nothing wrong with that if that's something that you support, but at this time, we need to turn back on the energy. We need to become self-sufficient, and it's not just the energy. There's other things we need to do here in America to make things here again. We can't depend on the rest of the world because what's going to happen when we have conflicts with places that make a lot of the stuff that we buy. And I'll get into the other side of things here shortly, which is China, which is the looming problem that's right around the corner. The angle here the president is using that we need to stick up for little guys and we need to stick up for democracy it's a little bit bothersome because honestly, like I said, I feel bad for the people in Ukraine, but is it really a democracy? And the answer is probably truly not. It should be no surprise that there's a lot of corruption in Ukraine. Not that there's not any corruption in America as well, but I would argue that Ukraine is actually a true democracy. And like I said, it, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, Democrats, Republican, for the White House to throw out that, well, we support democracy around the world. And that's why we're, we're you know, we're somewhat involved here. I don't, that, that, that's not a good case. And actually, there is a woman that ran for president, Tulsi Gabbard, that came out on YouTube, I think it was YouTube, she put out something with how Ukraine probably is truly not a democracy. If you listen to it, you'll understand that the likelihood of them being a true democracy, it, it's a bold out lie. It's an excuse that Washington is using to support basically a war. So li just listen to this clip real quick. Now, here's something you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. What you do hear 
is warmongers arguing that we must protect Ukraine because it is a quote-unquote democracy. But they're lying. Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. For example, to hold on to power, Ukraine's president shut down the three TV stations that were openly criticizing him and his policies, imprisoned the head of the opposition political party that had come in second place in their elections, and went and arrested and jailed that party's leaders. This is exactly what Putin has been accused of doing. But Ukraine did this all with the support of the United States. Now, just listening to that clip, and she's right when she was talking there. Have you heard anything about that on the news? Probably not. And when you think about it, Washington is going to throw their own spin on things for their own benefit. I mean, who knows? A lot of these people in Washington, they do hold stocks. They do hold positions with defense contractors and, you know, there's deals to be made with supporting a war, basically. So I'm not saying that America shouldn't lend a hand to Ukraine, but at the same time, what's being said on the news is not the truth. It's not the truth at all. It's always, it always kind of falls somewhere in the middle of things. And it really just kind of aggravates me how there's so many people in America that are divided from the news they're watching. And they're divided, you know, between they're, they're still dragging on with the, the whole Trump and Biden thing. And like I said earlier, there's problems with both of them. And there's clearly a problem with the person that is currently the president. He's going to spin things to his advantage, basically, as much as he can when he talks to the American public. And it's gotten to the point, and again, whether Trump or Biden, when you hear a speech on TV, you have to kind of play the game and read into what they're actually saying and how they're trying to spin things, spin the story to their advantage politically and likely even financially. Here's another clip from Biden that was on TV and just just listen to this real quick. As we respond, my administration is using the tools, every tool at disposal to protect American families and businesses from rising prices at the gas pump. You know, we're taking active steps to bring down the cost and American oil and gas companies should not should not exploit this moment to hike their prices to raise profits. Basically, what he's saying here is the oil and gas companies are going to use the Russia-Ukraine problem to their advantage and hike prices. Now, I suppose that always could be true, but common sense is here prices are going to go up no matter what. But he's going to try and blame the gas and oil companies from rising prices and the title of this podcast, Where Do We Go From Here? Like I said earlier, America needs to be energy independent. It should not be any surprise that prices go up of everything almost imaginable when gas prices go up. People have to transport goods, whether on trucks, by planes, by railway. There's a cost to doing that with fuel. 
and it it's it just kills me how people in Washington don't seem to understand the big picture financially. And part of the problem is it's because it doesn't really affect them. It doesn't hurt them if they pay another $3 a gallon for gasoline. But the every, everyday person around the country, it's going to hurt immensely. And it's going to hurt a lot of businesses immensely. You know, companies in America, they are not going to care about clean energy. If they did, they wouldn't be sending most of their manufacturing overseas and particularly to China. So American businesses aren't going to care and they're not going to absorb the cost of infrastructure for clean energy. They're not going to absorb the cost of higher gasoline prices. They're going to pass that cost on to customers. And I don't understand why Washington does not understand this. I do understand the concept of clean energy. Yes, we need to have cleaner energy, but it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And it's not something that American companies are going to change and absorb the cost. It's not just a change for the everyday American that needs to take place. It really is going to have to start with businesses, with companies, with corporations. And the bigger problem here of what's going on, it's not only the looming problem of a third world war at this point, is we've got other problems and particularly with China, because I really do believe that China is the ultimate problem here. Because when you think about it, think about how many things America has sent overseas to be manufactured. Think about all the things we don't make here anymore. So it's just like energy. It's just like oil. We've outsourced all this stuff. So we depend on other places around the world to buy things from. And it could be something as important as the ingredients in antibiotics or something. I mean, stuff that we need to make here in this country, we need to bring it back. So where do we go from here is we need to start making some things in this country again. Regardless of the low manufacturing costs of sending things overseas, if we can absorb some of the costs and actually companies still make a profit to manufacture some things here in America, this is what needs to be done. Because if it's not, things are never going to change. You can try to say, well, everyday Americans need to change. Everyday Americans need to feel the, you know, they're going to have to sacrifice a little bit for cleaner energy. We're going to have higher gas prices. Well, that's fine. But it's not going to work because the true sacrifice needs to start with American companies. And with the way American companies are with their profits and their shareholders, this likely is not going to happen anytime soon, but this is what needs to happen. Because where do we go from here again? My fear is we're going to go farther downhill, farther downhill because real changes need to be made. And it doesn't need to be made by, you know, your average income person next door, which would certainly help. You know, one of the things that I advocate for and I did a recent podcast on is Americans are they're addicted to cheap goods that China has been supplying. 
So that could be a change. But the problem is Americans are not making enough money to forego those cheap goods and buy something of better quality. Things really start with the money and they also always end with the money. So when you see Washington talking, whether it be the president or other representatives on television, think about it from a financial perspective and it always starts and ends with the money. It's they don't do things for the, you know, for the good of well, we support democracy and stand up for the little guy. It has more to do in the end of the day with money, with money and also power. One of the reasons probably that I suspect we're trying to help Ukraine out is, you know, that country is full of resources. There's always a bigger story. And it really just gets to me how Washington and politicians and even news people try to spin things of a moral good when the underlying factor, the underlying drive for a lot of what goes on is financial. And the question of the podcast of where do we go from here? Like I said, the looming problem is the immediate problem we have is obviously with Russia now that they've kind of brought up the nuclear option. But the looming problem really is China. That probably is a bigger threat. I do think part of that is they're in it for the long game in my opinion. They have been planning for a long time. And I really believe that the one thing you don't have to worry about with China right now is a, you know, a military war of some kind, unless they team up with, with Russia, because China, I really believe that their long-term plan here was, is to destroy America financially. They're in it for the long game, like I said. And they've been doing this for years. They plan way ahead. There's actually a game that they play similar to, some people might say similar to checkers, but there's a lot more pieces on the board and it takes a lot longer to play. And this is kind of what they're doing. And they've been doing for a long time. And the problem is America is, again, it starts with the businesses where the changes really need to be made. Because... Americans are so high on the money they can make from China that everything has been forgot. You know, you just kind of forget about everything else. You know, send all your manufacturing over there. They can make a pair of shoes for $4 and you can sell them over here for, you know, $100 or more. And it's really not, I, I think going forward, changes need to be made. The problem here that I really feel is the wheel has been set so far in motion that I'm not sure any of this can actually be stopped. I think the, the looming problem is going to be China. And what does this hold for finances in America? Well, it holds more profitability, especially for large corporations, and it's going to shut out more small businesses over time. The continuing problem is wages are going to remain stagnant. Americans are going to start earning less and less. And you combine this with the 
energy that we're going to be supposedly probably dependent on with other countries unless something changes and we start to produce our own energy while we work on becoming much more cleaner energy-wise. If this doesn't happen, I am not sure what the country is going to eventually look like. We, we've already got the financial issues. Those financial issues that I'm talking about, they're not for the, you know, the upper class and the 1%. It's for the middle class and lower because that divide is becoming much wider. And if these changes I'm talking about are not made, that divide is only going to get even wider over time. I saw a good friend of mine recently, and I was talking to him about my daughter and her future, and it really worries me. And his comment was, well, you know, aren't things different for each generation anyways? And that is true. The problem is, is the direction we've been going in financially each generation is recently, things are getting worse unless you come from a family with money. And you can clearly see this in the housing prices. Housing prices now are so out of control. I'm not sure, so sure how a young person can afford to buy a home in many areas around the country. Where I live in Florida, we're in one of the hottest real estate markets and the housing prices, you know, they're getting out of control. And the people that are working here, they're not making the money to, to really afford the homes, a lot of the homes are being sold to people that are coming from up north and out west. And, you know, they're selling their homes in these places for a million, a half million dollars. And they're coming here buying a three or $400,000 home. And a lot of times they're, they feel like they're getting a deal and it's shutting out a lot of the younger people. The home prices are, are getting out of control and, you know, the younger generations for these middle-class kids, I don't know what that's going to hold for them, especially if America does not become more self-sufficient. If we keep depending on other parts of the world to supply us with energy and supply us with our goods, what, what future does that hold for people that are living in, in this country? And that really is... A problem. So where do we go from here? And that's what I've been talking about. Changes need to be made and they really need to start in Washington, for one. I keep saying, you know, I don't know how it's ever going to happen, but we need someone in the White House that is not a billionaire and not a career politician. You know, the likelihood of that is probably zero or a negative 1000, but that would be a good change of where to go. Another good thing would be to be self-sufficient. Like I said, the companies in America need to change their way of thought, you know, for the president to say, well, we stand up for the little guy. Let's stand up for the little guy in our country. You know, these companies as well saying, well, we, you know, we support democracy and we, we like to stand up for people. Well, 
When you outsource a lot of your labor, you don't. When you don't give jobs to Americans, you don't. And it's just a big, fat lie. And things need to change. Things need to change at first the level in Washington, and then things need to change from a business perspective in America. If these people really feel the way that they portray themselves, they need to stop feeding the bullshit to people in America. Without these changes, I think where we go from here is likely a more divided country than we already are. A divide between classes. And where that leaves us is eventually China won't have to worry about us. Russia won't have to worry about us. Because what's going to happen is America is basically going to destroy itself. And that is where we go from here if things don't change. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. On the next podcast, I'll be talking about student loan default. What happens if you default on your student loans? <laughs>